Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for following Jesus. If we haven't met yet, my name is Tony, and I have been in the local church for over a decade, and now I work really hard to help people just like you move closer to Jesus. Through intentional dialogue every single week, actually twice a week, we want to bring you content that helps you grow in deeper intimacy with the Lord. One of the ways to make sure you don't miss any of that content is to hit that subscribe button where you ever listen to podcasts, leave a rating or review on iTunes or Spotify, and the highest comment you can give us is share this episode with a friend. Today, we're going to talk about joyful obedience, a word that the Lord has been put on my heart for quite some time. It's been really annoying, actually, if I can just be honest. Obedience for me is so hard. Now, if you know any of my story, you know that I was in the army for a long time and you might be thinking, wow, isn't that what army people do? They follow people? Yes. And at the same time, no, because one of the reality is, is that I like being in control. And when you're being joyfully obedient, you're not in control very much. So instead, it just looks a little different. You know, it's one of those things that is a work in progress all the time in my life. And about a year ago, the Lord put on my heart to be joyfully obedient. And this week, it's come up again more and more. I was thinking about scriptures for this week, and I thought John 15 is a really good place to start. We're going to go one all the way down to verse 11. It reads like this. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You're already clean because the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Verse 9, as my Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Verse 11, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Verse 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. That's verse 14. Okay, so I I could keep reading this part of John's gospel forever, obviously. I said I was only going to go to 12, and I just kept going to 14. But it's just so good, right? There's so much goodness here to unpack, especially when it comes to joyful obedience. The, The first thing we have to do is look at this kind of bigger context of the writing, right? In John 14, what we see is Jesus is talking to his disciples, right? Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. He's telling them what it means to live a Christian life. And then we get to verse 15, or chapter 15, rather, 
And he begins kind of the diatribe around the vine and the branches. Now, I want you to think about the vine and the branches and the father being the gardener. And think about this relationally. We're all dependent, right? There's a dependence here. The vine and the branches are dependent. And the father is the gardener. And the father prunes and the father moves. And so we have to remain in Jesus in order for us to live in accordance with it, what God desires for us. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, I want you to think of this in the larger context of joyful obedience. If we think about our relationship to Jesus being lordship and not just equality, I think that's one of the areas where we get things mixed up is that we try to be equal with God instead of being obedient to God. The reality is Jesus is Lord is a statement of surrender. It's a statement of obedience. It's not a statement of equality. So I don't want to be equal with God. I want to be surrendered to God. He is the vine. I am the branch. If I remain in him, I will bear much fruit. In other words, if I am obedient to my Lord, I will bear much fruit. And that fruit is the desire of the Lord. Now look what he says, verse six. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into a fire and burned. Easy for me to say. Verse seven, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Okay, so, so this is where Jesus is really telling us about the terms of our relationship is that if we're obedient, if we're joyfully obedient, we can ask anything of the Lord, right? And obedience is an act of surrender. It's an act of lordship. It's an act of acknowledging that we are not God. And so our obedience comes from that position that position of faithfulness, right? Surrender and faithfulness. They're partners in coming to obedience, right? And then verse nine, as the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's command and remain in his love. Now, There's a little bit of foreshadowing happening here because Jesus is clearly saying he knows why he's here. He's not going to a place where he wants to go, but he's going to remain obedient to the Lord because he knows that's how he stays in love. Verse 11, I have told you this so that my joy may be made complete, right? If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. And as I have kept my love, my father's commands remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Okay, so this is the biggest picture, right? When we are obedient to the Lord, we complete God's love in our relationship. We have the relationship on the right footing. We're clear about what our role in the relationship really is. It's not that we're designed to get whatever we want. It's not that we're designed to be equal with God. No, the truth is, is that our job is to be obedient to what the Lord calls us to. So what does that look like? I'm glad you asked. Obedience looks like small steps of faithfulness taken over our lifetime. A great example for my own life is my wife's Oma. 
She passed away this week. And I know that God looked at her and said, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, if you ever met Oma, she's a strong Dutch woman. She literally came over on the boat from Holland with three kids in tow. And she would tell you that it was a faith decision. It was a life and death decision. The 40s, 1940s in Holland were not safe. Germany had invaded Holland and they were trying to get away. Big step of faith. And then when they come to a country that they've never been to before, it's small steps of faithfulness taken every day to be obedient. Now, if you ever met her, you wouldn't know that she was such a faithful woman. She didn't talk about it. If you ever met her, you wouldn't know that she was as strong as she was because she didn't talk about it. She certainly didn't talk about the fact that she prayed fervently every week for her family. Her and her husband prayed the rosary together. She never missed a mass. She was dutiful and faithful and obedient. And at the age of 98, as we reflected on her life this week, what was clear to me is that her joyful obedience didn't happen all at once. It didn't happen in one magic moment. It was a lifetime of small steps of faithfulness, right? Joyful obedience is the decision that I am going to follow the Lord where I think the Lord is calling me today. And maybe it's even this morning. Maybe it's this afternoon. Wherever the Lord is leading you, Joyful obedience is the decision to take the step, even when you're not sure what the outcome is going to look like. See, in joyful obedience, we surrender. We surrender the outcome so that we can stay with the vine, so that we can remain in him. Because I don't know about you, but for me, when I am most likely to make a bad decision is when I'm off on my own. Can I get an amen? When I'm out doing my own thing, when I'm out there just living footloose and fancy free. (laughs) Instead, what God calls us to is to be dependent upon him for the fullness of life that comes. Friends, I don't know where you are in your journey, but I know that if you can think about joyful obedience as small steps of faithfulness, It might just change your relationship with Christ. It might just change your relationship with the world. Friends, I'm so thankful to be on this journey with you. I'm thankful for the opportunity to connect. And what I know is, is God's got something big in store for you. So be bold. Be faithful. Free yourself for joyful obedience. Hey, if this podcast was helpful to you, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on the radio, thank you for listening. You can look us up by going to the Reclamation Podcast with Tony Miltenberger, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribing would be an incredible honor if you give do me that favor. And remember, guys, if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move.